Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and our guest today is Crow Wing County Administrator Tim Houle. Tim, welcome back to Community Focus. Thank you guys for having me. Always appreciate it. Well, we've uh, reached July uh, the over the halfway point of the year. My first question will be, uh, how are we doing on COVID-19 here in Crow Wing County? You know, I'm pleased to say I think we're doing actually pretty well so far. Our case counts remain at 102 cases, uh, unfortunately, 12 deaths. Most of those have been associated with long-term care facilities. Um, And so that case doubling rate that we've talked about before is still at a very manageable five, six weeks. Um, and so that's important. We, we track that pretty closely. One of the strategies that we're using to try to mitigate the spread of COVID in our community that I want your listeners to know about is what's called contact tracing. Yes. And that really means that when someone in our community has a positive test result, um, our public health staff contacts them and not from any kind of a, you know, it's not a law enforcement interview. And so right. we don't care what you tell us. Um, but if, you know, who have you been in contact with over the course of the past couple of weeks? And try to just work with those folks to try to identify where those contacts may have occurred. Where those are individual contacts, then we will reach out to those people and tell them that they have had contact with an exposed person. We can't share who, mm-hmm. but we can share that they have been in contact with an exposed person uh, and ask them to quarantine for 14 days. That's a primary mitigation strategy that we are employing to try to contain the spread of COVID within our community. And I don't think that's the only reason why our case counts are where they are. But I just want the public to know that we are taking that seriously, and it is a containment strategy. It gets real challenging when someone says, uh, when someone tells us, well, I went to, you know, Costco, Uh, you know. Uh, that's going to be very difficult. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, you know, we can identify who people have come in contact with. When you ask them those contacts to isolate, it really does help to contain that from um, spreading kind of geometrically. And so it's an important thing for the public to know that we're doing to try to keep us all safe. Yeah. I've heard in some parts of the country, uh, tracers, the people who actually track down these contacts, have had trouble getting a hold of people because, well, they just don't want to talk. And that would be unfortunate, isn't it? It it really is. Now, you know, of course, they don't have to. It is a voluntary kind of a thing. Uh, And so what we appeal to folks on, look, this isn't a law enforcement interview. This is a a nurse uh, who's interviewing you. And, and so think about it like when you're going to the doctor, and what they tell us is private data. It can't be shared for any reason other than the reasons that we tell them that it's collected for. That's called a Tennyson warning. And so um, we're bound to not share that information with anybody other than for a health-related purpose that they authorize us to share it. Mm-hmm. And so we're only looking for a narrow authorization of information here. Can we collect the information from you? And we will contact the people you've been in contact with. We're not going to tell them who you are. Mm-hmm. We're just going to say you've come into contact with someone. So it's really that narrow. And so I would just, you know, for those folks, we've only had 100 cases. And so thankfully in our community, um, that's still been a very manageable kind of thing. 
Uh, and it just is really important that people help us to help the community yeah. to keep us all safe. So we haven't seen that as much as I think probably some metropolitan areas have seen. Uh, and I'm thankful about the fact that we still treat each other like neighbors in this community. Yeah. In the meantime, Tim, it goes without saying we need to continue to practice the social distancing. Uh, boy, wearing masks when you're uh, in a public place is still, uh, well, probably one of the smarter things you can do, is it not? Yeah, it is. And, you know, unfortunately, we, we see strong feelings in the community uh, on both sides of the uh, issue of whether you should or shouldn't wear masks. And it is unfortunate to me that good medical practices, good public health practices uh, have turned into a bit of a political football. And I think yeah, that, that is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Um, I don't think when you go to the doctor's office and you see them wearing masks, nobody really objects to that. And we all accept it. If you go to the dentist's office, and they are, we all accept it. Uh, And so when a business says to its customers, will you please do that to help us keep us all safe, I'm not sure why we object to it in that setting. Um, And so it's really just about courtesy to each other and trying to be safe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I would just encourage folks uh, to wear masks when they're in public uh, to the extent they can and it's most important when you go into enclosed spaces. Yeah. What we're learning about transmission here is that open air spaces are not as great a risk. So outdoor dining or outdoor activities mm-hmm. um, are not as great a risk as an enclosed space like mm-hmm. a nursing home, like a jail or a prison, or um, like a meat packing plant. Mm-hmm. Those are the places we're seeing the outbreaks is where people are in close proximity for extended periods of time sharing the same air. Right. Yeah. Hey, Tim, if we can uh, just kind of dovetail on this whole uh, discussion on COVID-19, uh, give us an update as well on Lake Country Cares. I understand a lot of businesses are, in fact, uh, utilizing and coming up with plans. Yes, and those are all available for the public inspection at lakecountrycares.com. And that really is a COVID safety campaign, which is trying to bridge this gap in our community between, you know, those who um, are really, they just want to return to normal. And it's not hard to understand that. I I get that. And I would love for things to be normal. And uh, as opposed to that, those folks who are concerned about the spread of the virus and whether they get it or not, you know, I have an 89 year old neighbor and for her, that's a much different risk than it is for me. Uh, I care about her. And that's what Lake Country Cares is really all about, is showing that care and compassion to each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's how we get through this in the best way possible. I think it's how we can return to normal as soon as we possibly can, is by limiting and containing the spread. We have natural assets in a rural community like ours that help us to do that. Lake Country Cares is really about showing care for each other, showing care for each other as neighbors, as friends, as relatives, as visitors. Uh, and so I would encourage your listeners, lakecountrycares.com. And by the way, if you want a plaid face mask, uh, <laughs> they're available at lakecountrycares.com. They're really pretty cool and very different, different colors of plaid as well. So I have Love my it. buffalo plaid one. There you go. I like it. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on from COVID-19. We understand that uh, coming up here in July, there is a public land sale auction. Tell us about that. And we're going to do it a little bit differently this year. The annual public land auction is going to be held on Friday the 24th at 10 a.m. Normally, we would hold that in our meeting room, a closed, confined 
space. Yeah. Uh, and we've decided that, uh, no, I, there's no reason we can't hold that outside. And so we're going to hold it outside in front of our land services building, which is right behind the historic courthouse. Uh, rain or shine, just like any other auction would be, rain or shine. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we're going to have over 400 tracts of land, which will be offered for sale at public auction. Wow. We, have, we have some pretty nice 40-acre tracts for sale, and the vast majority of those tracts have had the price reduced by 25%. Oh, wow. a county board initiative to try to help get these tracks back on the tax rolls. So interested bidders, you need to show up a little bit early to register and get a bidding number, just like if you were going to any other kind of auction. So just encourage your listeners to check that out. They can look at what we have up for sale at crowwing.us on our website and look under the land services department. Excellent. Okay. I uh, believe it or not, uh, my wife came with me on my last trip to the Crowing County landfill, and I was telling her about the -the state-of-the-art facilities, and we were talking about hazardous waste. Now, we were not there on the right day to do it, so I said, I'll be coming back. Mm -hmm. And that uh, facility is open now, isn't it, Tim? It is. Boy, Ken, you sure know how to take uh, your wife out on date night, don't you? That's why she married me. Uh, yes, our household hazardous waste is open, back up and running at the county landfill site. Uh, there is a few things that are different, um, but we know that everybody's been cleaning out our basements and our garages during the stay-at-home order, and this is a great time to get rid of all those stuff that you accumulated, hazardous materials, paint, pesticides, um, those things that you want to get rid of in an environmentally responsible way. You can drop those off at our household hazardous waste site at the landfill on the second Wednesday and the second Saturday of every month from 8 to 4 p.m. We are not currently doing the product exchange program because dropping it off allows you to stay in the car and it's more of a drive-through experience Mm -hmm. where the product exchange you'd had to come into the building and we will return to that when we can so we're just accumulating those things that we can accumulate recycling what we can recycle um, and that will return uh, at some point in the future maybe not till next summer but you know it'll be there Mm -hmm. in the meantime there's a good way for you to get rid of that stuff in an environmentally responsible way excellent open up and running something not up and running the county fair this year normally this is the time of year we'd be getting ready for that what 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 do we need to talk about there jim well you know the 4-h uh, 4-hers that are out there in our community mm-hmm. which they have a special place in our in our heart and county government because it's one of the few opportunities we have to work with youth in a positive way otherwise it's child protection or truancy or something mm-hmm. bad so you know we're big fans of the 4-h program and we want to make sure that our 4-hers still have plenty of opportunities to display their wares so the county 4-h is working to get a showcase together for our local 4-hers who would normally show their 4-h projects at the county fair um, and so it's probably going to be uh, online process this year with 4-h county fairs judges a group of 4-h youth who will participate in the those judging sessions, and that way the youth are going to be able to present their project, get some feedback from the judges and their fellow 4-H members. Um, they are creating more online interactions with youth throughout the summer on topics of photography, shop, gardening, cooking, arts and crafts. It's open to all ages, kindergarten through 12th grade, and if you're interested, you can Google Crow Wing County 4-H, or you can call the Extension Office at 824-1065 to learn more. Just encourage, it's a great way to get kids involved in something positive within their community. If you've ever seen these 4-H kids, they are really something. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. Tim, you mentioned uh, cleaning out our garages. The other thing I've noticed is a lot of folks have started gardening this year. (laughs) 
Maybe not everyone's thumb is as green as they would like, but there is help out there, isn't there? There is. I I certainly need to be the one to leave this to my wife. Uh, (laughs) She's got a much greener thumb than I do. Uh, We do have uh, resources available for folks who may be first-time gardeners that are out there with our master gardeners. Um, And so many of us are going to have gardening questions, as we may be in that situation first time. Or even if you're an experienced gardener and you run across something that just makes you go, hmm. So if, if you're having some gardening difficulty or you need some plant advice, you can email cwcmg at umn.edu, or easier, you can call 824-1068 and leave us a message with your question, and a master gardener will return your call. Love it. Um, we also have a column uh, in the local newspaper, Ask the Master Gardener. That's been a popular feature, so it's been increased to a weekly uh, column. And then remotely attending educational presentations is a great way to get information on a variety of gardening topics. They are done in partnership with the Brainerd Public Library. They are Zoom webinars, so it's online. We have a presentation coming up on July 14th entitled Daylilies, Delightful and Diverse. Uh, (laughs) So you can watch the Crow Wing County Master Gardener Facebook page as well as the Brainerd Public Libraries for a link to register for the Zoom webinar. There's some great programs out there like that. And, you know, people are finding awfully creative ways to still deliver um, the kinds of information and webinars and Zoom meetings. I know all sorts of things about Zoom and WebEx and, (laughs) uh, you know, Microsoft Teams that I never knew before. (laughs) I think we're all getting an education in that respect. Uh, Tim, uh, of course, Fourth of July upon us here in the Lakes area. And there are still some communities trying to put a few events together. I guess the bottom line is we still need to get back to that social distancing. Yeah, I do know that there's still going to be the 4th of July fireworks, for instance, in Brainerd. Um, I know that the school is going to be limiting access to the lower field, and so just want your listeners to know that. And it's for safety because of their construction projects, mm-hmm. and they don't want crowds necessarily forming. And so um, try to you know come prepared for that and look for a different place that you could watch it from. Um, but there are things like that that are going on, and we love to have those annual events in our community. It's unfortunate that many of them have had to be canceled or rescheduled for the fall, but not all of them. So I'm just asking the public to have a little bit of patience uh, and the visitors in our area. We do tend to swell in population during this time of year. So, um, you know, try to maintain your social distancing and good health habits while we're doing those events that are left in our community. And then we always want to focus, especially here we are on the, uh, you know, on the heels of the 4th of July coming right around the corner. Uh, we, we want you to have a great time for the 4th of July. We just don't want you to have a bad time for the 4th of July. What's a bad time? Uh, domestic assault is a bad time. Uh, DWI is a bad time. Uh, boating while intoxicated is a bad time. Um, you know, having an accident on the lake that's a bad time. We want you to have a good time. And so be safe out there uh, and, you know, consider we want you to have fun. We don't want you to have too much fun. Uh, It's a great time of year. looks like the weather is going to be hot and humid. Everybody should want to be by water. It's a great way to just naturally socially distance and stay with your family and have a great time. Um, So just be safe out there. That's all. And I understand that the uh, Water Patrol is uh, going to be doing extra patrols with their Operation Dry Water. Yes, 
and the National Boating While Impaired Enforcement Campaign. This is going to t- take place uh, all around the Fourth of July holiday. So our staff enforces boating under the influence all summer long, but there will be a particular campaign going on. And so it's not like we we're not sneaking up on anybody. We want to tell you we're going to be out looking for it. And so again, we want you to have fun, but we don't want you to have too much fun. So it's really about just using common sense, regular caution on the roads and water as we enjoy the summer months, using all the beautiful lakes and resources in Crow Wing County. Uh, Be safe. Don't be sorry. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. A lot of common sense will go a long way. Yes. Uh, Throughout the rest of the summer. And let's be safe on the water and the roadways here in the lakes area. Mm Mm-hmm. Tim, um, we're out of time. I want to say thank you so much for joining us today to bring us up to speed on what's happening uh, in the county, especially with the COVID-19 aspects. And uh, you have just a wonderful day and a great Fourth of July. And the same to you and to all your listeners. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, guys. Be well. Tim Houle is the Crow Wing County Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. We remind you our community focus programs are available anytime to listen to on our website, 1067wjjy.com. That's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. And you can always listen to through our free downloadable app, and that is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.